God bless you, saints. I want to give you two reasons why you may not have joy as a Christian. Two main reasons that the Holy Spirit was giving me. This is other than the reason, of course, that you had some sort of tragic loss of a loved one in your life, anything like that. But the Christian calling is the life of the most joy. We as Christians, we can have joy in all circumstances. We can have joy at the top of the mountain or in the lowest of the valleys, in the pits. We can still have joy. As Christians, we are called to joy. I know you know this, but 2 Corinthians 3.17, the Lord is spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. There's freedom with the Holy Spirit of God. Ecclesiastes 3.12, Solomon says, I know that nothing is better for them than to rejoice, to do good in their lives, and also that every man should eat and drink and enjoy the good of all his labor. It's the gift of God. Whatever it is that you're doing, do it with all your might, all your strength, all your focus, and all your joy. Whether you're laboring physically with your hands or you're working with your mind at the computer, you can still have joy. Have focused. Be in that moment with the Holy Spirit. Be there with the Lord God Almighty. Constantly shut out distractions. Meditate on God's goodness as you work. Meditate on His faithfulness. Pray to Him. Ask the Holy Spirit for help and you can always have joy. We are called to joy. Ecclesiastes 5. Verse 18, here is what I've seen. It is good and fitting for one to eat and drink and to enjoy the good of all his labor in which he toils under the sun all the days of his life, which God gives him, for it is his heritage. As for every man to whom God has given riches and wealth and given him power to eat of it, to receive his heritage and rejoice in his labor, this is the gift of God. Have joy, my friend. You may not have had joy your whole life, but God has given you riches in the spirit. We are richer. We are so rich in Christ Jesus. We are made rich by his blood. He's given us wealth in the spirit and he has given us power and authority as saints, kingdom citizens in the spirit. So the Bible is talking about us. Verse 20 says, for he will not dwell unduly or excessively on on the days of his life, because God keeps him busy with the joy of his heart. God wants you to be busy with the joy of your heart, working, laboring, ministering for the Lord. If it is your season and God has called you to minister, if not, you're in the secret place. You're allowing God to show you who you are. And if you are ministering, minister according to the ability that God has given you, but do it with the joy of the Lord not out of necessity or obligation, but everything that you do, do it out of a deep joy and pleasure to please not man, but to please your Father.
John 15, Jesus says, I'm the true vine. My father is the vine dresser. Every branch in Jesus that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. I know we still haven't caught to either of the two points yet, but I'm going to give you two reasons why you don't have joy as a Christian because you should have joy. But Jesus says in verse 3, you are already clean. You are already pure because Jesus, he spoke his word over you. He spoke his word of life, his word of renewing, of regeneration, of purity, of holiness, of power. Jesus has spoken his word over you. So no, you are already clean. Don't condemn yourself. Self-condemnation will take you into a pity party and it will lead you into a pit of all these other demonic emotions. Jesus says, you're already clean. You're already pure. He says, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I know, Saint, you already know John 15. Jesus says you got to abide. You don't have joy. You need to abide in his presence. Abide in his word. Seek his ways. Rest. Rest. Let your spirit, your soul rest. Okay? You may be laboring all day with your physical body, but let your spirit, your soul, let your mind rest in the presence of God. Let it rest in the Holy Spirit. You want to bear fruit? You need to abide. To abide in Jesus is to rest in Jesus, to surrender. Let it go. Those thought processes in your mind, your situations, you can't control other people. You can't always control your situation, your environment, what happens at work. Let it go. Surrender. Abide in the Holy Spirit so that way you can bear fruit. Be the branch that is connected to the vine bearing fruit. And hey, Jesus says, I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. You can't do it without Jesus. You can't do work without Jesus. I know you've been doing it so long, all by yourself, all on your own. But what has that brought you? Right? Frustration, irritation, anger. You cannot do it without Jesus. If you want joy, you need Jesus in the midst of it. He says you can do nothing without him. If anyone does not abide in Jesus, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in Jesus and his words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be his disciples. As the Father loved Jesus, Jesus says he loves you the same way. Abide in his love. If you keep his commandments, you will abide in his love, just as Jesus kept his Father's commandments and abides in his love. Jesus says these things, I tell you to abide in me. I tell you to rest in my presence. I tell you to seek me and follow my ways. Why? 
so that way my joy may remain in you and your joy may be full. Jesus wants your joy to be full, but in order for your joy to be full, you need to abide in Him. You don't get more of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gets more of you. How does this happen? As He increases and you decrease, John 3.30, you need to let it go. Give it to God. Surrender. You know what it is. It's taking your joy, okay? So number one reason why you don't have joy as a Christian is because you need to repent straight up. I'm not going to water it down or fluff it up for you because I desire for the joy of Jesus to be in you and for your joy to be full. James 4, 6, God gives grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud but give grace to the humble, pride, self-righteousness, thinking you know it all, thinking that your ways are the best, thinking that you already have it all planned out and all mapped out, and you know exactly what to do, that your program, your schedule, your rigidity is the best way. God says he gives grace to the humble. He says, Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. Okay? Submit to God. You must submit to God. If you are not living in submission to God, you will not be able to resist and to rebuke the devil. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan, to Peter. He said, I rebuke you, Satan, to the devil directly to his face in Luke 4 when he was trying to tempt him. Okay, so the more purity and the more holiness and the more submission to God that you walk in, the more powerful you will be as a Christian, the more authority you will have as a Christian, and you will be able to rebuke the devil and he will have to flee. But you cannot rebuke a demon who's coming company you enjoy. So draw near to God. He will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands. Purify your hearts, right? If you have double-mindedness, you're not sure which way to go. There's confusion in your mind. Submit. Submit your mind to God. Surrender your thoughts to God. Okay, there's going to be power in prayer when you can pray over your situation. Get in the book of Psalms. Psalms will teach you how to pray, how to pray spiritual warfare prayers, how to pray a prayer of surrender. God, I give you this situation that I'm going through. Pray very specifically to your God and your Father, okay? So that way you can abide in Him and surrender that situation. Okay, so Ecclesiastes 3, 4 says there's a time for everything under heaven. There is a time and a season, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance. 
There is a time to mourn. It's okay to mourn. I get you're so strong. You're so built up because you've just gone through trials. You've gone through hardships. Maybe you grew up on the streets. You've been beaten, chastised by this world. And now you're so strong in your mind and you're becoming more aware of spiritual warfare. So you know how to rebuke the devil. You know how to stand up, gird up the loins of your mind. But sometimes we need to be like a child. Okay, it's okay to weep. There's a time to weep and there's a time to mourn and cry out to God. But listen to me, you pure of art. This time is not a time during self-condemnation, okay? The devil is the accuser. The devil is the father of lies. He is the one, it says, who accuses the brethren day and night. Self-condemnation is accusation. Okay, there's a difference between condemnation and conviction. When you feel the conviction in your heart, you will feel the love of the Lord as long as you're pure in heart and you're living in submission to God. Okay, which I really believe you are saint. Okay, but if you need to repent, cry out to God, get on your knees. Okay, humble yourselves, tell the Lord God, break, bring this ugliness out of my heart. Sometimes when you first get in with Jesus, the first one, two, three, four years, as long as you're fully committed to the Lord, plugged into the Holy Spirit, there's going to be a lot of weeping. There needs to be a lot of healing and a lot of restoration that needs to take place. There needs to be lamenting and mourning and weeping. You need to take all that fake laughter, that fake happiness, and you need it to turn it into mourning. Okay, so that way the Lord will lift you up. So the first reason why you do not have joy as a Christian is because you need to repent. There's a time and a season. The second reason is that you need to fight the war. It's a spiritual war, okay? You have a clean heart. Jesus says you are already clean because of the word that I have spoken over you. So your heart is clean. Your heart is pure, but you're being attacked by the devil. You're constantly being accused of your past self. The devil wants to remind you of who you were in the past. He's accusing you of past sin of your past, you've already repented of those things. Jesus says you are already clean. The word of God says if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. New meaning unused. The old has passed away. You haven't been used by the world. You haven't been used and abused by drugs, by alcohol, by other people, by by ungodly relationships and their emotions. That's not you anymore. But you are an ambassador. You are the love of the Lord. You're a product of God's love. 
He knit you and formed you and twisted the DNA and he wove and he crafted you very specifically in love. He poured out his love formula for you to make you exactly how he wants you to be. You're a product of God's love. God had joy and he had love when he formed you and made you okay but there's a devil it's his world he walks to and fro on this earth is what it says in job one he is the prince of this world yes the devil can give people worldly power the devil can give people riches and authority of this world but not authority in this spirit we see this in luke 4 Jesus, God, the devil takes Jesus up to the high mountain, shows him all the kingdoms of the world and says, if you bow down to me, I will give you these things. So it is biblical that the devil can give followers, views, increase. The devil can give things of this world. So know that the devil, right? He wants to accuse you. He wants to break you down so you must be discerning be wise have peace in your mind so you can discern the tactics of the devil second corinthians 10 i know you know this verse 3 says for though we walk in the flesh we do not war according to the flesh so your battle is never with another person in the flesh it is always in the spirit for the weapons of our warfare they're not carnal all your spiritual weapons, they're not according to the cardinal ways, right? They're not physical material, axes, saws, guns, but your weapons are spiritual and you need to use them. The power of life and death is in the tongue, so you need to speak with your tongue against the tactics, the schemes of the devil. You start to feel those ungodly emotions. Shut them down. Right, that confusion, pray it out. Ask the Lord for clarity. Okay, you start to have some anger stir up and you shut it down. Speak to it. That lust and that temptation wants to come your way. Psalm says, keep my eyes from looking at worthless things. You need to use your tongue and pray in the Holy Spirit, building yourself up in your most Holy faith, like it says in Jude, the more equipped you are to fight the spiritual war, the more peace you will have. Jesus said, in this world, you will have tribulation, but he has overcome this world. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God delivers them out of them all. Psalm says, I have never seen the righteous forsaken. The righteous are going to go through spiritual warfare. There's going to be attacks, assignments of the devil, that spirit of conspiracy coming against you at work. People are plotting things against you, even though you walk in righteousness, okay? They don't like you because you got the spirit of God living inside of you and they got demons, okay? They walk with demons. That doesn't mean that you don't 
don't love them, but they're walking with demons and those demons within them know that you walk with the Holy Spirit in the Holy Spirit. So you got assignments coming against you, but you got weapons. You can pray, Lord Jesus, shut down that spirit of conspiracy in the mighty name of Jesus. Expose and uproot every lie. God, there may be people coming against me at my work situation, but I surrender. I give it to you. I know what your word says in Romans 8, 28, that you work out all things for good to those who love you, to those who are called according to your purpose. God, so you are working this situation out for my good. Work may be coming against me even though I did nothing wrong and I walk righteously and upright before you, God. So I surrender it to you. I'm going to keep my peace and I keep my joy. And I thank you, God, for uprooting and exposing every lie of the devil. And I shut it down by the blood of of Jesus. So your weapons are mighty in God. They pull down strongholds in the mind. Strongholds can affect your physical body. Strongholds in the mind can bring about pain in the body. Okay, it can bring about rashes and, and leprosy and, and all these different things. It can bring physical pain in your body. So strongholds need to be uprooted for you to have the joy of the Lord. You can cast down arguments. Every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. There's arguments sometimes that go on in the mind. You think that person is accusing you even though you haven't done anything wrong. Or maybe you did do something wrong, but the Lord says, I forgive you. And you know that your boss is going to come against you and chew you out. Okay, so you're already being condemned in your mind and you have no peace because you made a mistake or you think you might have made a mistake or you're not sure if you made a mistake. Either way, surrender it to the Lord. Cast down these arguments, these imaginations. Then bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So here in 2 Corinthians 10, 6, we have the two points that I've given you. Number one of two reasons why you don't have joy as a Christian is you need to repent, okay? So you can punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Number two of a reason why you don't have joy as a Christian is you need to fight the war. I'll say, okay, so once your obedience is fulfilled, you can now go and you can punish disobedience. So fulfill your obedience. Fulfill it, okay? Psalm 30, verse 4, sing praise to the Lord, you saints of His, and give thanks at the remembrance of His holy name. For His anger is but for a moment. His favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. God bless you so much. Thanks for joining me. And I really look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Get equipped, get built up in your faith. The root of the righteous 
will not be moved. Get plugged into the Holy Spirit. Seek the ways of the Lord and surrender it all to him. He keeps him in perfect peace whose mind is steadfast because he stays on him. God bless you and thanks for listening. Bye-bye.